Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Good morning. It's Tuesday, August 23rd. <clears throat> I am sitting here. Uh, it's a little later than I normally record because my computer was updating. It seems like a long update to me, but uh, it, it was it seemed to go through for like 20 minutes and it kept starting. And so while that was going on, I was listening to Jim Cramer complain about retail traders and the meme traders. Um, essentially, his, listen, here's what it is. Jim Cramer has a f- very fragile ego. Uh, unless you kiss his ass, unless you come on his show, um, he doesn't like you. And, and, and that's very, very clear. And especially when you saw um, John Stewart, if you Google, I think you can find it. He's done a good job of getting rid of it online. But um, when Kramer, Kramer released a book after the 2008 financial crisis um, uh, about his you know, going off on air and the famous clip that, that CNBC wants to memorialize and blah, blah, blah. Um, John Stewart said, Hey, aren't you one of the bad guys? And basically played some internal training clips from Goldman Sachs of Kramer saying, yeah, we can manipulate the market with very little money. And that's what we get paid to do. Um, well, listen, the, 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 the retail traders are no different than what, what John Stewart did to him. And he's very angry about it. He's talked about how John Stewart hurt his family, blah, blah, blah. But um, listen, there are a lot of retail traders that are doing significantly better at their texting service, um, giving you guys trade ideas. Uh, and they're doing it for significantly less than the $600 a year text service that Jim Cramer has, which he calls his, his quote unquote charitable trust. He's just angry, angry old boomer. Uh, Listen, I'm a boomer too, but I'm not angry about it. Um, Let's get into stocks. Netflix downgraded the firm, um, uh, the firm that downgraded it. Let me look at which firm it was. Um, And I'm going into Finviz because again, Finviz is my favorite, favorite free site. Um, It was a downgrade, blah, blah, blah. I, I think it was Piper Sandler, someone. Um, downgraded it. Uh, I don't. I don't know which one it was, but they said it's no longer a growth stock. So they they the price target is around two hundred and forty dollars somewhere in that neighborhood. Um, right now it's trading for two hundred and twenty six. I don't know that I necessarily go into this one, but um, if you like Netflix, if you subscribe to Netflix, it might be a good option for you. I personally don't own this one but my parents do. So, um, I think it's good. You know, I, I subscribe to Netflix. I share my Netflix password until they get the sharing of the password down. Um, the PE is only 21. Remember the historical PE of the S and P is about 17. Um, in June we were at 15. So June's number, you're looking at about 
200 on the stock, um, which I think is probably a little bit better. So, uh, but Netflix, let's look at Netflix in our um, uh, algorithm in TrendSpider. Going into this one, we will run the algorithm. You're out. <laughs> Ironically, it's this morning. You're out with a 17% gain. Uh, all the way from July 18th, when you were going into earnings, they had a good earnings. And ever since then, you've seen this one um, go up. Now, you've dovetailed down. Uh, you could have gotten out around the 250 mark, uh, which is probably where I would have told you to get out. The RSI is down at 40. The MACD is crossing down. Uh, it will probably go down again. I would probably wait for this one. There's a volume. Let me make sure um, if I look at these volume shelves correctly. I'm going back to the the uh, the gap here in April, April twentieth, uh, uh, somewhere around that neighborhood. But you've got a gap here between two fifty and three fifty. Um, we filled about half of that up to about. Well, not even half of it. We may have filled five, ten dollars of it, um, but three fifty. It's going to be a while until it gets back up to that level. Uh, the only catalyst that's coming up is their earnings on October eighteenth. I think that's just an estimate. I don't think they've actually announced their earnings. But you've seen this dovetail, and again, I've talked about this—the button hook uh, that I called it yesterday. It just kind of, you know, when you see these run-ups. All of these stocks have, you know, when you get to understand the MACD and you see a good run-up, like this one had a 20% run-up, uh, you see this dovetail and you see the RSI come down and you can almost time it. Again, you want to look at the short-term trend, the long-term trend. You want to look at multiple charts of this because if I'm looking at a current four-hour uh, in my algorithm, when I go to daily, I, I see the dovetail hook just starting. Understand that as you get tighter, the quicker the, the candlesticks move. So for instance, if I go from a four hour to a daily, uh, the four hour is going to show me that dovetail, that button hook uh, right now. The daily's just starting it. So it, it's slower the longer time frame you go. If I go and look at a weekly, this thing's got nothing but upward movement. You've got all the, all the confirmation in the world until this week. So uh, understand that you know, the, the MACD cross-up just happened on July 18th on the weekly. This was clear it was going to move for the next few weeks from the weekly. Then you go down to the daily and you look at the daily and it's moving and it's got confirmation above the nine day. Then you go down to the four hour um, and you see this that it's moving all the way. You've got confirmation. Again, you want to learn how to read these charts. You want to understand what the candles are telling you. Uh, Netflix on the algorithm, it gets you 32 positions over 1,000 candles. Again, that's 500 trading days. So it's um, uh, just over a year, just un about a year and a half. Uh, but um, you've got positions 32, 8 winners, 24 losers. Average win is 7.48%. The uh, algorithm loses you 39% versus losing 53% with buy and hold over that 1,000 candles. Again, if you've held Netflix since 2012, you're probably still way up. Um, you, know, you should be taking some profits. Do not 
mirror my uh, situation with Apple where I just buy and hold. You probably should be taking profits every now and then. I've gotten myself into a tax situation that is hard. But Netflix was downgraded. I wanted to bring that up. You are out of it. Uh, as far as the algorithm goes, I will hold it on an alert. I'm not a huge fan of the company uh, until they start getting their passwords under control, the password sharing. Now, uh, one that I totally missed yesterday, and it's because I just didn't do my research, Palo Alto Networks. I actually own a lot of this. Um, let me look at my actual position because I did buy this earlier in the year and, and I made well what people holding this one well aware. I've been in and out of this one um, several times. Uh, my initial purchase was on 222 um, this year. And I am up 6% on it. And that's before uh, the today's game. Today's going to be up about 10%. I could have made significant money getting in and out of this. Uh, 500 was my uh, kind of, hey, buy it under 500, sell it when it gets over 500. Uh, my average purchase price is 477. I could have had that average purchase price several times over the past, uh, since June, I would say. Um, it's just been floundering. Uh, three for one stock split, that will happen on September 14th. They blew away earnings, $2.39. This has a multiple, a PE of get ready for it 54 times forward pe they are not making money this is a company that's not making money they're the leader in cybersecurity. the problem you know with the 54 times forward pe is you look at a company like crowdstrike uh crwd uh, they are trading at 104 so that's even richer than palo alto but you know, CrowdStrike's growing a little bit faster. Palo Alto is the, the number one. The number two's growing, blah, 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 the whole thing. So um, let me look. Where's CrowdStrike's earnings coming up? Uh, oh, stop. My Active Trader Pro is getting in, in the way of this. CRWD. By the way, today's going to be a long podcast. I'm just kind of warning you. You are out of Crowd, uh, CrowdStrike, uh, ironically, yesterday with a 2% gain. I wouldn't have gotten out, but... Uh, I probably would have gotten out much sooner. August 16th, your earnings on CrowdStrike are coming up August 30th. Get ready because between now and, and, and August 30th, you're probably going to see CrowdStrike um, fly up there. Your RSI on CrowdStrike is 39. I own CrowdStrike as well. How much CrowdStrike? Oh, Palo Alto, I own, what did I put in? Yeah, I put in $11,000 today. That's worth Probably after today, it's probably thirteen, fourteen thousand dollars. Um, CrowdStrike, I own ten thousand dollars worth. Uh, today, that's worth twelve thousand um, dollars. After today, it's you know when the market actually opens, it's probably worth a significant amount more. Um, again, I think CrowdStrike's probably your play going into the uh, August thirtieth earnings. Uh, I would try and buy CrowdStrike below one ninety. Let's see where it is. Um, my average purchase price is 177 on CrowdStrike. CrowdStrike is trading at 192. Um, I think if you can get this, I, I would move that number about 185. Um, I, I think anything under 200 for a long term uh, buy and hold 
is good. But if you're trying to trade this between now and earnings, I'd probably look at uh, anything bet- below 190, uh, which I think you'll probably be able to get. Again, if it's trading right now at 191, it's got all the confirmation in the world to keep on moving. But I think you're going to see today um, stocks make a little bit of a move back uh, from the open. So um, let's talk about Ape and AMC. Since Jim Cramer was going off about the, uh, the, uh, the retail folks, what AMC did, and, and, and I read up a little bit more about it. I didn't quite understand it, but I read up a little bit more about it. So what AMC did was essentially a stock split. Um, Adam Aaron said, Hey, if you own AMC as of last Friday, I'm going to give you these ape shares, which are prefer preferred. <clears throat> and I promise that the ape shares will not be get diluted. And, and essentially the shareholders voted against a, uh, dilution, uh, issuing more stock. The, the shareholders back in June, I think it was said, no, you can't issue more stock. Adam Aaron needs more money to run this business. Make no mistake, AMC's uh, competitor, Cine something, um, they're going bankrupt. AMC probably is going bankrupt if they don't raise more money. Adam Aaron is a salesman. Uh, their CEO is fantastic. He has embraced the apes. Um, everybody that looks at the valuation of AMC says it doesn't make any sense. So um, you, you basically take the ape coin or ape stock and he split the company so it's a stock split essentially with a preferred share now make no mistake about it that those ape preferred shares he's going to release more so he's going to dilute those shares at some point in time what he did with this one was basically say hey half the value of the company is now in the amc stock half the value of the companies in the ape stock. So when I said the ape stock is w- virtually worth nothing, um, I-, I was wrong. It's half of it. Uh, again, I wouldn't put my money in this. It's smoke and mirrors at this point. It's a, that's essentially what it is. Can you trade this one? Absolutely. AMC, let's look at AMC. Ape does not have enough candles for me to look at since yesterday was its um, initial kind of thing, but you can see uh, AMC yesterday lost 50% of its value at, at the open. The afternoon candle was even down. Uh, the RSI is at 23. Um, let's see AMC live. Let's see if it's got confirmation or any type of, ah, it's floundering here at 1070. It's not, it closed at 1046. Uh, I wouldn't put anything more than a $2 value, uh, value on this one. Um, 10 day volume, 71 million shares, 90 day volume, 45 million shares. So you do have some volume here. Um, there's open Monday's total options of 37.6 million contracts resulted in net open interest growth of 6.49 million calls and 6.36 million puts. So there's more calls than puts. People are positive on this one. I don't know that I necessarily would, um, think that that's a good thing. But again, I don't, I don't, I'm not, I'm not a hundred percent worried uh, about anybody kind of getting into this one without knowledge. There's enough, uh, enough news out there. If I can read about this stuff, you guys can too. So I, I do think that, that you can, 
um, look into this, uh, understand what you're getting yourself into, um, and just, you know, be careful. Uh, I don't want to see you guys in like a bed, bath and beyond. Let's see where that, that doozy is. Um, bed, bath and beyond $9 and 60 cents. It is up from its 924 close. Yesterday's range was 917 to 1151. Um, 1151. You had a crazy, um, first, it looks like half hour, uh, up until 10 o'clock. It went up to 1151 at 10 o'clock and then just sank. Um, yeah, Bed Bath & Beyond, I told you, kind of get out above 10. If you're still holding, you probably can put in a sell for $10. I don't know that I'd necessarily hold on to it. My question is, when, when are the retail traders going to hate Adam Aaron like they do Ryan Cohen at the current time? Uh, Macy's Beat. We've been talking about Macy's, and let me look at the algorithm, because even the last time uh, Macy's reported earnings, I said, hey, um, this is a great stock. I loved it. The e-commerce was fantastic. That was at 22. Dipped all the way down to 16. We had an algorithm buy August 1st at 1756. Again, if you have um, a liking for retail and you don't like the fact that I bring up my algorithm, join TrendSpider. I'll share my algorithm with you. You can go in there and look at these stocks. You can look at these triggers whenever you want. Macy's does beat. Um, in pre-market, I think they're up slightly. Let's look. Um, I'm looking at Active Trader Pro. Yeah, they're up slightly. 1879 is the ask. 1861 is where it closed. Um, it went all the way up to 1970. I would probably think this is, again, a $20 stock. Um, I, there was nothing that blew me away on Macy's earnings. They're trading at a, a 3.5, 4.33. Um, another retailer that is going to um, uh, to report is the gap. GPS is the signal symbol. Um, their forward PE is $10.70. Um, these guys are downgrading it to $12 to $9. Um, GPS, let's look at GPS in Active Trader Pro. cents. Um, retail earnings on deck. The second reporting season is winding down. Uh, Gap, I think, is after the bell. Let me look at Gap. Um, if you want to play it, again, Macy said, hey, we're doing well. And, and look at this one. Wow, Gap. 894 was the buy-in on July 18th. You've had this button hook going into earnings. They're coming up August 25th is the Gap earnings. Um, Post-market. So it is. Thursday post market. Uh, if you want to play it, the RSI is down at 46. This kind of has gapped down a little bit uh, yesterday in yesterday's trading. Uh, the MACD is crossing down. You're probably going to be out of this one probably today with a down market. Um, so I don't know if you want to play that one, but their earnings are coming up. Uh, Salesforce, NVIDIA, and Snowflake are coming up tomorrow for earnings. Um, I personally own both Salesforce and Snowflake. I don't own NVIDIA. But if you remember a few weeks ago, NVIDIA uh, warned about their earnings. Yesterday, they, they came down and they're in the 170 range. Um, this RSI is down at 37. Um, the MACD is crossing down. You would have gotten out yesterday with a loss. 
a 185 buy on August 15th and you sold for, it looks like a four or 5% loss um, down at 170. So it has you out. Make no mistake about it. This is a negative trending stock. So uh, you really, really have to like NVIDIA for the long term to buy it at these levels. I think you can probably get it. There's a gap here between 157 and 160. If their earnings are as bad as they, they predicted them to be, you're going to see the stock down at that level again. If they, for some reason, come in with some guidance, you know, there is a volume shelf here at about 170. Um, uh, let me pull back to these highs. It does seem like one set, 164. You can get it at 164. I think that's probably a, a good buy in there. Um, Dollar Tree and Dollar General are on Thursday. If you wanted to play those, they've been high, high, um, high runners. Uh, I don't know that Dollar Tree is DLTR. Uh, Dollar General is DG. DLTR, you're in at 166 on August 8th. Their earnings are coming up. They're trading at 167. There is a gap that on the downside that isn't filled between 136 and 147. I I don't see it coming back down there. It's using the 200 day as support. And right now this 200 day is at 161. I think that would be your downside if they came out with some crazy downside earnings. Again, this is Dollar Tree. Dollar General on the other hand, is probably trading at about the same thing. Uh, it's well, it's well above its 200 day. Its 200 day is 239. It's trading at 248 dollars. This one you'd be out of it. Uh, it just got you out in the last candle with less than a one percent gain. I don't see you killing it on this. This any either of these stocks. Um, both of them have gaps from the last earning. Uh, Dollar General from 197 to 214 is the gap. Hasn't been filled down. Uh, you, again, your 200-day has been providing pretty good support on this one. Um, more like the 50-day has been providing support, but uh, there's a volume. If, if we break 242 on this one uh, into earnings, then 230 is probably the floor. So... If you wanted to play those, I you know, personally, this week it's all about 10 a.m. on Friday when Jay Powell speaks. That's when the time of the market is to either buy, sell, or do whatever you need to do. But 10 a.m. when he starts speaking, we'll be able to get a good, um, a good take on this. Uh, Tesla, uh, if you haven't seen the uh, the breaking news all over CNN, and you know, there's a whistleblower at Tesla who says that the tracking or at Twitter that says that the tracking of bots has been lied, you know, the street has been lied to um, and that there's a, a pretty good culture of people um, lying to the SEC, lying to the government within Twitter. Guy was fired in January. Uh, he's a hacker. Um, he was hired by Jack. He's on Jack's side. If you know, Jack was subpoenaed by Elon to... Uh, to testify in the trial. I don't know. I, you know, I, I hold on to Twitter at 41 thinking it's going up to 50, uh, thinking there's no way the judge kind of, the judge talked down to Elon's lawyers. 
when they were asking for an extension, she talked down to them. So I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that we, for some reason, get a crazy, crazy ruling that, uh, yeah, you got to buy it at 54, dude. You said there is no due diligence needed. You're going to buy it at 54. So I don't know. Uh, it's a good option to take. Uh, now, um, Tesla price, let's look at Tesla. Uh, the algorithm finally got you out and you would, I I've been telling you guys to get out in the nine hundreds, but algorithm finally got you out with a 23% gain. Again, this is July 7th. I've gone over this almost every podcast, July 7th, $701 buy-in. I said, buy it under 700, sell it over seven, uh, 700. I sold half my lot at 750. I haven't gotten backed in, uh, but the algorithm makes you 23%. Uh, the algorithm makes you 41% over 1,000 candles. Again, this is back testing. If you would have just bought and held, it's 116%. That's why I sold half my lot. I'm still holding the other half. I go through this several different times. I trade Tesla. I've absolutely made mistakes in that I should have just bought and held Tesla over the years. Should have never, ever, ever sold it. Um, instead, In fact, instead of buying my Model 3 in 2018, I should have taken the $60,000 and thrown it into the stock. I think it'd be worth ooh, close to $600,000, $700,000 today. Car's still worth forty. Forty, I think they offered me forty-seven thousand dollars for it. Um, but there's a three-for-one split coming up August twenty-fifth on Thursday. Eh, I don't know that that's a necessarily a catalyst. It is for some of the stock options. Um, I do think that that I stick with my seven fifty price point. There is a seven hundred and forty-six dollar sh- uh, volume shelf right here. There is a gap also between seven forty-six and seven sixty-three. I think that is where you're going to fall back to. I think the market's going to take this one back down there. Now, the RSI is at 45, no man's land. So I wouldn't tell you to buy this. If you're looking to buy and hold this one for a long time, um, let's just look at the valuation of this. Just so you're aware, the PE is 104. The forward PE is 50. Let's take a look at another uh, company, Ford. The PE is 5. The forward PE is 7. And let's take a look at another auto company, the GM. PE is seven, forward PE is six. Again, uh, Tesla, the reason that Wall Street is all over Tesla's valuation, you can absolutely 100% see it. Now, year to date, down 17%. It's 30% off, it's 52-week high, it's 52-week uh, low, it's 40% off. So you're in no, no man's land as far as the RSI, as far as, far as the MACD. Um, as far as the uh, all of the indicators tells me, you're just in no man's land. The only catalyst is this split. And, and I do th- see the volume shelf down here. I just don't see the volume shelf building up here at about 870. I just don't see it. So I, I think you hold off on that one. Uh, zoom down on really bad earnings. Here's my take on Zoom. Those of you that hold Zoom, those of you that like to trade Zoom, I'm not against you. Here's my question. If a company didn't need Zoom and didn't subscribe during the pandemic, why do they need it now? When everybody's trying to get their employees back to work, 
why does a company that during doesn't currently subscribe to Zoom need to subscribe to Zoom? Simple question. Uh, that's my question. How are they going to grow their business? They had the mother of all episodes happen <clears throat> with the pandemic, and they grew, and their stock shot up. They are down big. They should have been integrated. Again, if I'm a company and I pay for Windows licenses, Microsoft is throwing in Teams. It's free. It's the same exact thing. Uh, if I'm an Apple shop and I decide to buy everybody, my entire uh, corporation, uh, Max, uh, you've got FaceTime. And for that one guy that likes PCs, you've got a link for FaceTime. It's free. It's included. Um, Google, Google Meet. You know, again, these are kind of out in the open, so there's no real, um, you know, security measures per se, but uh, you probably don't want to be discussing company secrets on those things. Microsoft Teams, again, you know, it is what it is. <clears throat> now, uh, oh, we talked about uh, uh, Netflix earlier. I, I have a note. Did you watch the Game of Thrones thing, the new series on HBO? Uh, I think it was, you know, 200 million people watched it. Um, make no mistake about it. HBO Max is bringing back the Sunday night episodes. Um, they want their Sunday night to be back to what it was. Uh, that's my belief. I think that's exactly what they want. Uh, for you streamers who like to binge, just wait a couple of weeks. It'll be available for you. But you know what? For those people who want the Sunday night viewing, uh, HBO is bringing it back. Uh, I kind of like that. Got to be honest. You know, I remember watching Lost on Wednesday nights. I remember watching the Sopranos on Sunday nights. I remember watching live TV. Yeah, I'm older than a lot of you folks. Uh, so everybody that I talk to seems like they're in their twenties and stuff, but, um, from this podcast, I should say, uh, but if you watched it, kudos to you. Maybe you'll like the Sunday night, uh, series like we, all, all us older people used to like, um, oil. We're going to talk about energy. Halima Croft on CNBC, who I think is the greatest oil analyst out there. Um, I think she's been spot on in everything. Um, she's saying natural gas is the most important energy issue in the market right now. And December, it, this is kind of de revolving around December 5th. Now, December 5th is when the Europe sanctions come in. Uh, the United States can say, uh, hey, you know, our insurance companies aren't going, are no longer, and the European insurance, insurance companies <clears throat> are no longer going to insure Russian oil shipments. Well, what company is going to ship Russian oil if they're not insured? Because, uh, you know, you're not going to put that much money into shipping something that's, uh, that, you know, you could lose everything uh, on one, one shipment. Um, the other question is, uh, if the December 5th sanctions go in, does Russia halt Nord Stream 1 completely? Uh, and does he do it prior? He could do it next week. I think that's what he's planning on doing, is next week shutting down Nord Stream again. Um, right now, I just got my oil and, and you know my natural gas. I should say natural gas. So I have natural gas here in Atlanta, and it's the biggest scam in the world. Um, I pay a per-therm price 
but the per therm price is not the bulk of the the bill. The bill is for to the Atlanta Natural National uh, Natural Gas um, Commission. So what Atlanta and 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 you know the surrounding area did is a they deregulated um, uh, natural gas, and they said you know we're going to open this up to a bunch of companies, but we're going to run the pipeline. The other companies can, can just wholesale it. So in the politician's greatest move, they said, yeah, we're going to do this and allow private companies to come in and, and bid up. Well, let's get this straight. This did nothing to lower the cost to the consumer. Absolutely nothing. All it did was line pockets of politicians. That's 100% what quote unquote deregulation of the natural gas market did. Now, do I agree that uh, pipelines should be maintained um, by something better than private industry. Yeah, I do. Um, I, I just don't think private industry with the uh, rush to profit has the best consumer safety in mind. And, and I say that kind of with a grain of salt, knowing that you know they don't want to blow anybody up. But um, you know, l- let's look at GM. Uh, GM. Uh, you know, some of the car battery fires, well, they'll still sell the battery to you. Absolutely will. They don't know what's causing fires, but they'll still sell it to you. So, um, but December 5th is the key date. Um, <clears throat> now, there's no winner in this, by the way. The only winner is if you invest in this and you drive the price up. The losers are everybody in Europe who's paying a fortune for gas. Um, everybody in Europe who's paying a fortune for oil. Um, oil's going to be up. And so I, I, I've said it before. Um, oil, COP. Let's look at COP. This is ConocoPhillips. Uh, ConocoPhillips, we've had a run up here from 87 to 107. You're still in this one. Um, I'm going to move these notes over so I can see these. Uh, next one, Devon Energy. Largest dividend payer in the S&P 500. Devon Energy, $70 right now. $70.10. You had a buy-in here at $60 on August 10th, my birthday. High five to anybody who bought on my birthday. The catalyst on this one, you got the, the, the dividend next date coming up on September 9th. Uh, Occidental, you know that Warren Buffett wants to own more than 50% of Occidental. They are printing money, $70.65. 63.18 was the buy-in. I did not sell it yesterday. I wanted to sell it around 70. I did not. I think it's going higher. The ex-dividend date is September 9th. Um, next, Exxon. Um, there's nobody famous buying this one. Uh, this one I have held for a couple of years now since the, I think my average purchase price around 40. 93.89 on August uh, 11th, day after my birthday. You have no catalyst on this. That was after the ex-dividend date. Um, you're trading at $96 right now, 96.22. Again, you're still in this trade. Uh, let's look at CVX, Chevron. Um, this is uh, a big one. Uh, I've said anything under 160, buy it. It's at 159 right now, 159.84. You had a buy-in on July 15th at 136. Crazy. You're just getting up to the 200-day um, on this one. 
Um, I think that 200 day is providing some resistance right now. The 200 day looks like it's at about 160. I'd buy it. I think it'll be up above it. Uh, and another one that just had another double MACD cross up again. It's crossing up in our um, algorithm. Typically, a cross down gets you out of it unless there's some moving averages that are above one another. Um, 108 is the, uh, the algorithm buy in July 15th. You're at 134, and it's gapped up. So uh, you've got big moves in FANG. The ex-dividend date was on August 15th, so your next catalyst is the next earnings. There's nothing going on here, but this one did just cross up. Uh, your R size at 65. Do I think you could buy it here at 134? I think you wait till it comes down to 131. Some point it'll be down there, but I, I don't think 130 is crazy on this one. Um, those are your, you know, again, COP, Devon, Oxy, XOM, CVX, FANG. Those are the ones that, that I would be buying. Um, Let's look at some of the Uvixi play yesterday. Um, I had mentioned yesterday Uvixi uh, was your play. Now, it is down 1% to $10.17. The VIX is down 0.5 to about 23. Um, your market's just opened up, by the way, and they're, they're flat. There's nothing going on. Um, you know, Apple's at 167, Microsoft 133, Google 114, Microsoft 278, Tesla's at 874. There's nothing really moving. Um, let's look at Ford. Up, Ford's up 22 cents. Ford's up a good amount. Wow. Uh, again, it's a hype play, so I don't expect to see a ton. Um, let me see what my portfolio is up just while we're here. Um, my portfolio is. Oh, that's not right. Uh, yesterday I was down 2%. Let's look at where today I'm up 0.4. Not much. But Uvixi, I said, was your play. Now, when I look at the algorithm, I had mentioned this and I posted this on Twitter yesterday. The algorithm has a buy-in at 896. Do I think today's down day is anything to worry about? No, I think $10 is your pivot point on this one. Um, I think it's got, you know, the VIX is at 23. I think easily, you know, Jay Powell says, yeah, we're going to continue to raise at, at 0.75. Boom. You see this thing go to 30. So, uh, I think you is your play in the algorithm. You is absolutely your play. Um, let's see. S has you out yesterday. It has you out as of yesterday with an 11% gain. So. You know, again, Uvixi is your, you know, has that, that kind of confirmation that I think you can, you can stick in there for your, your 10% gain of $11. Um, you know, the, again, if you bought it 896, kudos to you, uh, UCO and SCO, uh, and I'm going to look at both of these UCO has you in at 3526. It's trading at $37. I don't think it's a bad play. Uh, the last couple of these have been losses. If you can get this at 35, buy it at 35. If you can get this at 37, buy it at 37. I think your 200 day is going to provide you some resistance here at 41. Um, but that's a 10% move. So, you know, uh, let's see. Uh, we'll go in there. UCO. We'll tell you exactly. Um, 
Does it tell me off the 200 day? It doesn't tell me. Finviz does not tell me. Um, oh, it does. 4% above its 200 day, I guess on the daily. Um, 8% below its 50 day. So I, I do think that you have, you know, again, performance year to date, 65% on UCL. Oh God, if you would just bought and held it. Uh, if you traded it, you were better. Uh, let's look at Boyle because I want to see natural gas versus KOLD. Boyle, you're in at 98.14. You're at 119. God, great trade on this one. Fantastic freaking trade. Um, again, if you got in at that $44 mark at uh, July 7th and you didn't get out with the 64% gain, you're doing even better. You, you rode that downturn from... 106 down to about 72, probably got a little nervous. Um, but like I said, Boyle is the play. KOLD, um, you are out of it, I think. Ah, a buy-in here at $10.44, but I think you're going to lose. I wouldn't bet on KOLD just based on macroeconomic data. Um, LNG, which is Chenier, uh, is up again, 166. Phew, has all the confirmation in the world. Um, one that went crazy that I looked at, APRN, Blue Apron. You guys know this is the home delivery service. Um, let me look because I think their earnings came in. Um, initiated coverage buy at $9, Blue Apron to present at investors conference. Uh, why it skyrocketed today. Motley Fool. Let's look at this. What happened? Shares of Blue Apron were sizzling, moving higher on an ongoing short squeeze in the meal kit. Blue Apron continued to gain even as the other meme stock, like Bed Bath & Beyond AMC, faded. As of 2.50, the stock was up 23%. Since the stock began to rally on uh, August 8th, its shares have doubled. Um, this is a meme stock, APRN. Uh, it is, uh, God, the algorithm had you buy in July 29th at $3.04. You've doubled your money. You're at 639. Um, let's see where you're at. You're up 4% today. And, and that's after crashing from $7.30 uh, in the pre-market. So I think this, you know, on a five-minute chart, I'm seeing that 200-day right here at 726, kind of providing some support. Doesn't have confirmation right now, but it looks like it's completely oversold. Um, but that's where a, uh, Blue Apron is going. Now, scans, there were two. We've mentioned FANG, uh, F-A-N-G, and this one has had multiple cross-ups during its run uh, from July 15th at 108 uh, all the way to today, gapping up to 135, but it got another MACD cross-up. Now, the RSI is at 65, so it's a little bit overbought. Um, It's a little bit crazy, but another one. Pin Duo Duo, and I've been saying, hey, stay out of the China stocks, but you did have a buy at 47.91. You're down from that at 47.35 right now. Uh, the RSI is in no man's land. It's just 44, but it just came down from 47. Now, it's kind of traded in this range uh, as far as the RSI goes from July 6th, and the MACD all the way from July 14th has done absolutely nothing. Their earnings are coming up August 26th, so on Friday. I think it's pre-market. Let's make sure. Uh, Yeah, Uh, earning, I'm sorry, August 29th pre-market, so it's next week. Uh, They came out and they said they're going to start an international e-commerce site, which kind of punched punched it up a little bit. 
Um, let's look at pin duo duo on uh, live. It's down 2%. Wow. It really took a leg down. Something happened. Um, we'll launch a, next month that will target the U.S. at its first market. Uh, Reuters reported the Chinese e-commerce company has told its merchants about the new platform, but details have not been finalized. According to reports, shares of Pinduoduo were up nearly 3% in pre-market. They have lost all of that, just so you know. Um, if I look at a, I would think um, 41 is a floor on this. So if you could get this at 44 today, um, their earnings are coming up. You might have an opportunity for this to pop on earnings. They might raise their guidance. They might say, hey, this international platform, we think it's going to be bigger um, than first thought, blah, blah, blah. I don't know. Um, but it's an interesting option um, to try and look at. Uh, I'm looking at because the market has taken a dive down. Markets are negative. Again, it's not huge negative, um, but they, they are taking a, a, a leg down. So those are two scans. Um, I, I still say XPXU. Remember, UPRO is your triple levered bull. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, UPRO is one of them. Uh, SPXU is your bear. SPXL is the bull. Uh, TQQQ is your bull for the NASDAQ. SQQQ is your bear. SARK is your bear for the ARK funds. Those are the ones, I, I think I'd work on the bear ones. Uh, SPXU has been one that I've been mentioning for a while. I, it did have, uh, I think you go back to Thursday. Um, you had an entry here at 1373 on August 18th. I've been touting it ever since. You're up at 15. So you've, what, 20% <laughs> um, in, in just a few days, less than a week. So uh, I like that one. Again, it's a triple levered short. Um, I, I like SQQQ as well. I've played that one many times before. Uh, I bought and held SQQ through, through a downturn. Um, this one on August 16th at a $33 and 58 cents, um, cross up you're at $39 right now. Uh, TQQQ is the bear is the bull. So you don't want to buy TQQQ until it starts actually turning around. Um, right now TQQQ has a, uh, RSI at 34 on the four hour. The MACD is crossing down. You just got out of it with an 18% gain. Probably would have gotten out of earlier because that button hook was created. Um, it's using the 200 day as uh, its resistance. Simple as that. I think it might come down to the 28 mark. If this hits 30, you're at 32 right now. It hits 30 um, and the RSI is still down uh, um, under 20. I would say launch into this one. Um, I have gone on for an hour, 45 minutes now. Uh, I, I want to mention these stocks very quickly so I can get in under an hour. But I wanted to take a look at some of the podcast favorites from the past. FCX, which is Freeport McNamara. Um, you are at $31 right now. The MACD just crossed down. The nine days under the 21, so you are out. Your last trade was a 2% gain. Probably could have gotten out with a little bit more. But again, this one's using the 50-day as kind of support. Um, I wouldn't get into this one right now. 
CLF, we talked about this one. Great trade over the last week. You got out on August 19th with a 5% gain, but God, you could have gotten out with a significantly bigger gain um, from 16 all the way up to 20. Um, You are currently at 1784. The catalyst for this one is earnings on October 20th. I would not expect this one to seek to come back up until we see a market turn up. Um, This one's going to trade with the market. Uh, Oracle. We talked about Oracle uh, for many times. I said this is a simple, easy, um, you know, don't expect it to gain a ton. $72 buy-in on July 20th. You have this button hook coming in. Uh, I would have gotten out of it. You're probably going to get out of it today. That MACD is crossing down and the 9 is under the 21. You have earnings coming up on September 12th. Uh, I think they'll probably announce something good on their earnings. Um, Qualcomm. Uh, I love Qualcomm as part of the chips. I don't currently own it. You got out of this one yesterday morning with a MACD cross down. Uh, I think it's going to come and probably cover this gap in the 130 mark. Uh, Right now, it does seem to be using the 200-day at 139 as a support. Um, If you break that 139, I think you could easily see uh, 135 or even 130 in the cards for this one. Uh, let's go over Simon property group. Again, this one has a huge dividend. You got out with a 9% gain yesterday, uh, 9731. I know I brought this up on many podcasts, July 18th. That was the buy-in. We were trading this one all the way into earnings and earnings were on August 1st. Uh, it has run up since then. It went all the way up to one, 114. It looks like, um, 115. And your ex-dividend date is coming up on September 8th. I would not get into this one just now. The RSI is at 41. Uh, The MACD is crossing down. I think you can wait for this one to hit probably closer to 104. Um, And I think that's where you'll see a bounce up going into the ex-dividend date. Buy it and maybe make the dividend. UNH, we talked about. They are in a bid with Amazon to buy Signify Health. Um, The RSI is at 46. You're kind of floundering here around 538. I think this one comes back down to 521. Be honest with you, the ex-dividend date, and it's not a huge dividend, September 9th. Its next catalyst is not until then. Uh, Costco, we talked about this with some retail earnings coming in. Um, You are not out of this, but the button hook is getting you damn close. 459 was the buy-in on August June 22nd. It has run all the way into that. Their ex-dividend date was July 28th. Their earnings are coming up September 22nd, so you don't have much. Now, here's the thing. This is going to use the 200-day as its support. 200-day is at 515. I think if you get near the 528 mark, I think you buy it. I don't think it's coming, you know, again, if you want to have Costco. These guys may announce a member increase. That member increase, it's crazy. Crazy how good Costco is. Um, that's it. That's it for today. Again, I think today you're going to flounder. I think all this week you're going to flounder up and down. Uh, trade, using trade. But remember, just be patient. Um, Ford is a stock. Let's look at Ford in the algorithm. Uh, again, this is a hype trade. I've said anything under 10, buy it, anything over, um, or I'm sorry, I think 12 was my number on this one, but you've run all the way up from 11.56 all the way up 
and it's done the button hook to 1550. So I will talk to you tomorrow. I think you Vixie, I think those kind of plays, I think the downside is probably your friend today. So, okay. Take care. See you tomorrow.